Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast, and Merry Christmas. It's the 25th day of December. It is the Lord's Day. This is the culmination of a season of waiting, waiting in the dark, waiting in the quiet, waiting with anticipation of a better day, a brighter day, the advent of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it has arrived. We celebrate the first advent of our Lord Jesus today, and I pray that you are with family, friends, someone you love, and if you, even if you're alone, may you understand that today, or at least be able to appreciate that today, is the day that the Christian tradition has honored the arrival of the Lord Jesus across time and in all kinds of situations, battle-torn, um, refugee camps, uh, areas of great poverty and destruction and heartache, and yet for generations, for centuries, for millennia, followers of Christ have taken a moment today and thanked God for the arrival of Jesus and celebrated the arrival of Jesus as not only a past event, but as a present event, an ongoing event, and a soon-to-come event. And if we can see Jesus in that manner, we realize that he is he who was, he who is, and he who is to come. And regardless of what our eschatological bent is towards what the end looks like, we have to at least acknowledge that if Jesus was, is, and is to come, he doesn't cease to be that even today. And so we celebrate he who has arrived he who is arriving, and he who will arrive. I want to encourage you to watch the little sermon that we put up for today called The Gift and the Giver, where we talk about that in relation to our justification, our sanctification, and our glorification. <clears throat> That's a separate thing. You can go find that at paulwhiteministries.com. You can find that the audio of that right here, wherever you're listening to the podcast. My text for today is very simple from Luke chapter 2. I just want to read the sixth and the seventh verses. You know the story of Joseph and Mary, and they're heading up to be uh, registered in the census. It was while they were there. They're in Bethlehem. Verse 6 of Luke 2, 6 and 7. It was while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And this is such an inauspicious beginning to the life of the Savior of the world, that God has become a man, and this is how it starts, in the feeding trough for animals in a stable outside of a jam-packed inn, roadside inn, in a little backwater town in Palestine called Bethlehem. It seems so fitting. Once you get to know the story of Jesus, that his beginning would be this way. Any other way would would not equal the kind of life that he lived, and it certainly would not equal the kind of death that he died. The arrival of Jesus was the ascent of the second born, in in a way. I know he's the firstborn son of God, but way back in Genesis, there's a biblical motif that the younger the elder shall serve the younger. And you, you have all of these stories in the Bible where the older brother is subservient in one way or the other to the younger brother. Um, 
whether it's Cain being the inferior moral man to his brother Abel, uh, whether it's Esau being the inferior to his younger brother Jacob, or Manasseh and Ephraim, uh, blessed at the hand of Jacob, the younger, blessed, greater than the elder. A, a, a recurrent theme that goes over and over again. John the Baptist had represented the fullness in some ways of the old covenant world. He is, Jesus said, Elijah for those who would hear it. Elijah was to appear at the end, at the before the great day of the Lord, according to the close of the Old Testament canon. Then when Jesus comes along, he serves as sort of an Elisha character. He is that which is the double portion. He is the the fullness. He is the new creation. He is the younger, and the elder will serve the younger. Jesus replaces everything that goes before him. The arrival of Jesus changes the world. We rotate everything around Jesus We've changed the human calendar to rotate around the arrival of Jesus. You can argue whether or not Jesus was real. People try, and they do argue that. You can argue whether or not he was the Son of God, and they do argue that, or whether or not he resurrected, and they do argue that. But they still have the same calendar that you and I have, which is built around to the best of the ability of those who built it about the time that Jesus arrived. And most of our lives are impacted by this arrival on the earth. We set up so much of our week around, even our work week around rest, which coincides with his resurrection and coincides with the day that he was in the grave. Um, So much of our lives affected in ways that probably aren't even totally quantifiable on this side of glory. I don't need to go through a list. I don't need to give you 20 reasons why the world is different because Jesus came. I do know that mine is different because he's made an arrival in me, because he has shown himself to be loving and faithful, true, kind, gentle. Because of this, and I'm convinced of it, because of this, I am who I am. You see, for me, the advent of Jesus has been an, an absolutely, and I'm talking about the advent of Jesus in my own revelation, not just on the earth, because I think it's more than an advent of Jesus on the earth, but in our own revelation. That advent of Jesus in my own revelation has been literally internally world-changing. I wouldn't be what I am today had I not had an encounter with the risen Christ multiple encounters with the risen Christ. I celebrate Christmas because, well, it's part of my American tradition. It's part of my cultural tradition. It's why I don't have a problem with gifts and trees and Santa Claus and reindeer and all of those. Those are cultural traditions. But I celebrate it for far more reasons than the cultural. For me, this idea that God became a man and came to earth on my behalf, and that he continues to show himself to this man through revelations of love and glory and power. Well, it convinces me of the reality and existence of God like nothing else. I celebrate that on this Christmas, and I hope that you will too. 
This next week, as we head up to the end of the month, you know I have double essay editions coming up to close the month, but this next week we'll work a little bit on this Christmas story as we close out the year because there are things to talk about in these days of Christmas between Christmas and Epiphany. We'll do that tomorrow. I hope you have a great Christmas day. God bless.